from the beautiful San Fernando Valley, it's anything but Keyshawn, with your hosts, Matt, Jay, and Chris. Baby cabies, Russell Wilson to the bench or worse, Christmas gets spicy and I'm going to talk about a few teams that are doing a little more than just sniffing around. Buckle up. Welcome to a Chris Strength edition of the Mother Effing ABK. I'm Chris, and there is no one else. And don't adjust your podcasting, you know, platform. It's just me tonight, guys. And let me explain to you why that's going on. Um, I haven't been on the podcast in a couple weeks just because I had family in town. It was Christmas, you know, the whole deal. And I think those guys went ahead and recorded an episode without me, which I would assume means that I'm behind in the betting, but that's okay because I think I had a pretty strong lead. Uh, and I felt bad, so I sent a text to the guys this morning. I was like, hey, are we on for the podcast? Jay, I'm guessing, is, you know, taking some much-needed time off Um for from his actual work like he does a real job and then matt i think is probably on vacation or i don't know leaving a vacation early but i digress anyway i do want to talk about my last vacation and that was the trip to vegas i'm not going to talk about matt's early exit but i am gonna inference it many times um what a glorious trip we had Malachi from Simi Valley. We had Keith from Connecticut. And of course, myself, Jay, and Matt was there. Well, Matt was there for part of the trip. Um, let me just, if the Circa is not on your bucket list for as like a sports better, it's, it's got to be there. You got to go. You got to go. And I got to meet Brent Musburger there. And I thought I was just going to grab a picture. You know, Jay was like, Chris, go, go, go introduce yourself. So I did. And he ended up hanging out with us for a few minutes, talking about his parlays, his teasers. It's just, dude, the dude is real. He's a real gambler. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and as far as betting for us, by the way, there is a, they have a betting hall of fame and, I got to tell you, the guys that are in there, they seem like they uh, they know how to whip it around. Now, as far as bets that I made, on Sunday, I put in a five-team teaser, and as I get bring it back to the seats, Keith and I are looking at tickets, and we realize that we have the same bet Say all the same four games, except the last game I have, uh, I think I have Philly and he has whoever they were playing. I can't remember. No, I have the Niners and he has Philly. And so we're talking about it and you know, I'm not made out of money and I'm assuming Keith isn't either. And we're like, wow. So we get through the, all the games and then it's the Sunday night game. It's the Niners Philly I was going hard on Niners, dude. I That was my pick of the week. That was my pick of the century. My big boy bet earlier in the day was the Lions. That hit as well. So your boy's doing pretty good on Sunday. On Sunday. Now, remember, that's our really our first night of our first day of full gambling because we get in on Saturday night. 
so all of our picks hit, those first four legs hit, and Keith and I are looking at each other and we're like, hey, do we just like split the split the tickets? And, you know, we each walk away with like $200, $300 each. And the guys behind us, they say, or you could not be a pussy and realize that you're in Las Vegas in the Circa Sportsbook, the largest and most high-tech sportsbook in the world, and you could just fucking keep your own tickets. And so we looked at each other, and that's what I did. And hats off to Keith because he held on to his ticket. Of course, I ended up winning that one. Uh, but I will tell you this. I needed it because I got hit at the craps table that night. I got hit on Monday night football. I got hit at the craps tables on Monday during the day. So all in all, you know, I think we were not in the black, but we were, you know, we were holding it together. Not a, uh, you know, a mortgage destroying trip so far, but a lot of good times, dude, Las Vegas. So fun. If you've never been to gambling camp, let me just tell you, it is it is a lot of fun, and uh, some of us were drunker than others. Some of us know how to party. Some of us don't know how to party. Some of us that do know how to party didn't know how to party, so it was, uh, you know, it's a good time. Okay. Mm. And let me tell you what I'm drinking tonight. So I've got, you know, of course I've got the Kirkland brand blended scotch whiskey. It's back down to eighteen ninety nine. You know, in this economy, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch what you're drinking. I'm mixing it with Canada Dry today. It's the zero sugar. We're getting ready for the new year. We're gonna lose some lbs. Maybe we can do that together. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. But we are getting fit in twenty twenty four for sure. Okay. Let's get into the foosball, okay? And let me just make sure that this is still recording because it looks like it's recording. Yep, it's recording. Okay. We might have a few technical th- because, you know, Jay's not here to make sure that everything's going okay. Let's get into week 16 in the NFL. Dude, I'm getting depressed just like reading that number. By the way, by the way, this podcast, according to my math, because I missed 298. I believe this is number 299. Your boy holding it down for 299. That means when we all get back together, that will be ABK episode number 300. Wow. Pretty impressive. How did week 16 start? It started with the Saints marching into SoFi and the Rammies were looking nice. The Rammies were sniffing around before this game, and we knew that we had to win this because what's the Rams schedule? We've got, I'm loving it. Uh, We've got the Giants this week on New Year's Eve. It's at 10 a.m. We're on the East Coast. Hopefully we win that game, but we definitely need it against the Saints because week, I guess, 18 is at the Niners, and we don't know... I would bet, you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk. Let's, let's get back to the saints. So how did this game go? My boy, Matthew Stafford over 300 yards, two TDs. But the, the real story of this game was not Cooper cup was not AD ripping it up. It was the story of two young men, Puka fricking Nakua. I mean, had I known when Cooper cup got healthy and came back that he was going to be, he was still going to be a factor. I mean, our skills uh, position, like our, our, our fucking uh, wide receiver core 
It's nice, dude. I would put it up there with anybody. Cooper, the triple crown winner. Puka Nakua, who, by the way, is beating. He's the he's having the best rookie wide receiver uh, statistically ever, ever. Not of the Rams, ever. And then the thing that has always plagued Sean McVay and this team in general for the last few years, even during the Super Bowl run, and that is our running game, and Kyron Williams continues to be a dynamic runner. Wow. Love me some Kyron Williams. And then as far as we've got Demarcus Robinson, watch out for this dude. He's a number three. He's a true number three. But like, then you've got two, two behind him. I mean, this team is stacked. Matthew Stafford's fucking playing great, not throwing picks. I'm probably cursing him as I say that. Look, the Saints didn't deserve to win that game. They came back and made it a little bit scary in the end, but this game was a lot further apart than, uh, than the final score shows. I just want to say, and I sent this out to the group, my Super Bowl pick, and it almost went down in flames almost immediately after I called it, Rammies Bills Super Bowl. And that's a little, you know, that's tough. I Look, I'm Rams, you know, fucking to the core, but you know that I was one of the first guys to hop on the Bills back in the day. That was about four years ago, and I was like, this team's going somewhere. I was like, I don't care if they're from a shithole team, town. Um, let me have another little... Mm. Tasty drink, tasty drink. Okay, so that started off my weekend just, I, I mean, isn't that the best? It's risky. It's risky to have a game that you care about on the Thursday night, but these guys finally got a game, and I love the fact that uh, Al Michaels and Herb Street got to, you know, gloss on the Rams a little bit. That was pretty cool. So let's talk about the Saturday games, which was uh, the 23rd, I believe. That was what was weird about this um, this week, because it's like you had the Thursday night, right? And then Friday, you're just chilling. And then Saturday, you get two games. Sunday, you get the regular, like a pretty big slate of games. And then Monday, Christmas Day, you get another three games. The NBA is just like, dude, will you guys fucking like take a chill pill? Uh, but <laughs> it is what it is, man. The people get what the people want. Let's talk about Saturday, December 23rd, Bengals, Steelers. We've got a problem. We've got a problem. We... We've heard some rumblings about Mike Tomlin. Like, is he, you know, has he lost the team? Look, has the NFL passed by these defensive coaches? Probably. But Tomlin is going to yet again have a winning record. How, like, how much does that really matter? I think this year it kind of does matter considering what fucking division they're in. And this was a divisional game. Um, the Bengals had Jake Browning, um, you know, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. Jake Browning. And he didn't play horribly. He had three picks, but like, you know, over 330 yards, um, George Pickens, my goodness gracious, close to 200 yards and two TDs. Was he on my bench in the fantasy playoffs? Absolutely. He was, he was just taking a, you know, kicking his feet up, but I don't want to spend too much time time on this game, but you know, the Bengals, it's a lost season and it sucks. And I guess the only thing I can think of is gosh, 
is Joe Burrow like injury prone? Like, is this going to be an issue moving forward? Because he is great. I, I will admit that. Um, but this is, you know, three years in a row. Uh, this is the most detrimental it's been. Usually he gets hurt at the beginning of the season or is coming off an injury at the beginning of the season. And this year he ends the season on the bench as well. The Steelers, you know, how far are they going to go in the playoffs? <laughs> Are they even in the playoffs? Let, let me take a quick look here. Um, the Steelers are not in the playoffs as it stands right now. They are not in the playoffs as it stands right now. Okay. It's a one-man show, guys. You got to give me a fucking break here. And then we get the Bills and the Chargers. Interesting game. Very interesting game. Uh, the, it should not have been this close. And that's why, like, earlier in the day, I was like, Bill's in the Super Bowl. Watch out for him. They're not even play. They weren't even in the playoffs yet. Okay. Um, but Josh Allen proved what he can do. And this running game sort of continues with Cook, you know, picking up some yards. Um, Josh Allen is doing Josh Allen things. And then guess what? Off the milk carton, we get Gabe Davis. He comes back into the mix and he's like, I exist. I will tell you this. Diggs was kind of nowhere to be found in that game. But the fact that they're augmenting Josh Allen with a little bit of running, it's not as much as uh, week 15, but as you know, they're augmenting it a little bit. And then I was a little surprised to see Von Miller in the lineup considering you know, whatever that was, domestic violence charges. Um, as far as the Chargers go, by the way, if you didn't see the, uh, like, the shitty lawyer cable TV commercial for uh, Cameron Dicker, just search for it on uh, YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Pretty hilarious. Aside from that, it's like Eckler's season was a wash. You know, the Easton stick, he did not look good in this game. He looked halfway decent the uh, week before. But, um, you know, I don't blame, you know, first of all, Herbert's finger, I believe it is his throwing hand. So, I mean, what are you going to do about that? You, you can't play. But a very disappointing season for the Chargers. What do we think is going to happen as far as the Chargers coaching going? Um, gosh, can you really blame this season on uh, what's his face? The, the offensive coordinator. God damn it. Why can I not remember his name? Um, you know what? We've got the technology chargers. OC Kellen Moore. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was like, well, if he does, okay, he'll probably take over for Brandon Staley at this point. Don't you kind of think that they're going to bring in, they, they have to bring in somebody Here's what I, you know, a lot of people are talking about um, Harbaugh, bringing in Harbaugh, but if I were, they, they've had defensive coaches the last, let's see, they had Anthony Lynn before Brandon Staley, and then before Anthony Lynn, who the fuck did they have? I can't remember. God damn it. God damn. Well, it's time to go offense, and Harbaugh is, you know, he does not play call offensive plays. So, well, he doesn't call any plays, but he's a defensive guy. He's a system guy. I would think if it were me, I would try to get Ben Johnson from the Lions. That's, that's the pick right there. Uh, moving on to Christmas Eve. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. I thought in my work league, Minshew wouldn't be a mouse, but he was. Mm. 
Taylor Heineke, hometown kid, rocks it again. By the way, if you want to see a pretty lady, Taylor Heineke's girlfriend, check her out. But Bijan has a day. Even Kyle Pitts had a day. So the Falcons uh, move to, I guess, seven and eight. And let me let me take a look at the standings here. What does that mean for the Falcons? Are the Falcons? I think the Falcons are below the Bucks. Yeah. Now, are they in the wild card? I sent out an awesome. I sent out an awesome text to the guys today. Let's see if it's got the uh, graphic that will help me here. Yeah, so the Falcons are the nine seed. They're in the hunt, but the Bucks. God, how about Baker Mayfield? But we'll talk about him in a, in a minute. Um, you know, the Colts, they – at first, I thought that uh, Steichen was going to be in the running for Coach of the Year. He's, you know, he's doing it with uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, but I think that that has kind of cooled off. Um, and we'll get to who I think should be Coach of the Year a little later on in the show. But um, congrats to the Falcons; they're still in the hunt. They're still what you would say are sniffing around. And then we've got oh, the Seahawks and the Titans. Well. I think Will Levis got hurt in this game. I think that's the case. But the real story was the return of Derrick Henry and the fact that the Seahawks couldn't put this team away. Uh, of course, I'm nervous as a Rams fan that they have they're really in the conversation and God bless the fact that we beat them twice in the regular season because we have the same record as them. I don't mean to make this like all Rams talk all the time, but you know, you got to talk about the best teams in the league. That being said, uh, the Seahawks, I don't think will do very much damage in the playoffs if they are able to get in other than to my ego. Uh, so we're going to move along. Lions, Vikings, again, this should not have been this fucking close, man. Uh, but this is a historic game. I believe this is the first time in is it 30 years? Yes, since 1993 that the Lions have clinched the division title. So congratulations to the Lions. And I want to take a little bit of a retrospective here. Have we given enough love to Jared Goff? I mean, I know that things have to be better than most, but like where do you where do you rank him amongst amongst good quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I, I would say that, he, you know, he's no Josh Allen. He's no Patrick Mahomes. He's not even a Matt Stafford. I, you have to admit that. But is he Dak Prescott? I, I think he is. Is he, um, let's see. I mean, is he Russell Wilson? <laughs> well, absolutely. Is he Jalen Hurts? Is he as good as Jalen Hurts? They're totally different types of quarterbacks, but... If he is, you know, if you give him a little bit of time, he's got a great fucking arm, and I, I know everyone thinks he's an idiot, but he seems like a smart dude, so um, congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Lions, like, front office, Jameer Gibbs, um, Hutchinson, and, you know, having these two running backs that they have, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, and, like, their other running back is, gosh, where the hell is he, Herbert? I believe he's on the Bears. I think that's the case, but I'm not quite sure. I, I could be fucking that up. But again, this is a one-man show. You got to give it, give me, you know, a little bit of grace here. Really, just congratulations to the city of Detroit. And 
What the interesting thing is, as of today, it would be a Rams wild card first round. Rams would go to Detroit. Wow, a homecoming for Matthew Stafford. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And if that does happen, I believe I have a very large bet with Mr. Malachi. So we will uh, see if that actually comes to fruition. Viking season, I mean, hey, McConnell, um, or I'm sorry, O'Connell, craps dude. No, that's the Bengals guy, um, Zach Taylor. Uh, O'Connell, quite a season of coaching, really. I mean, you lose... Most of your skill position players for most of the season. Um, of course, Jordan Addison had a little bit of a coming out party. Um, but Madison was never really the guy like that we thought he was going to be. He was never. It, it, it's almost like when Dalvin Cook was there, he was pretty darn good. Uh, and you you thought that they made the smart move. Now, maybe they did ultimately make the smart move because Dalvin Cook hasn't done shit for the Jets. That being said, uh, he did it with that as well as he did it with what? Four different quarterbacks, three different quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Nick Mullins, who, by the way, 400 yards, two TDs. Unfortunately, he also threw it four times to the Lions. Um, but just big props to, first of all, Justin Jefferson, probably top two for me wide receivers in the league. He's still getting like close to 150 yards in this game from Mr. Mullins. Um, and Mr. Mullins could not get it done. Shouldn't have been this close, but I get it. The Lions are on the road. This is, you know, a lot's on the line and kudos to Dan Campbell and the crew. You're losing Ben Johnson. Unfortunately, that's what's happening to this team. And that's, that's a bigger deal for the lions than it is for say the Eagles this year, because as shitty as the Eagles have been, they're still 13 and four and they're, um, or 13 and three, whatever they are. And, you know, Nick Sirianni can call plays. Dan Campbell cannot. So moving on to the Washington commanders and the jets, I need to take a little drinky. Hold on. You're really getting a look behind the cor uh, the curtain today because usually I can take my little drink breaks intermittently uh, behind, you know, Matt going off on a stupid diatribe or Jay, I don't know, talking about the cap or something. Uh, the Jets and the Commanders. By the way, the Jets, I thought were going to hammer the Commanders, but your boy Sam Howell. Coming back, and I think he deserves another a second look. Their offensive line have, has just been the definition of trash this year. So uh, we will see what they do as far as a coach. Do we think that these rumors about fucking Belichick to the commanders are true? Uh, what is it? The, the owner of the Jets this week gave... His confidence, he threw his weight behind another year of Robert Sala. And you know what? I think that is probably the right move. He was not the best guy to hire in the grand scheme of things. Although, you know, Shanahan's starting to have a nice little coaching tree as well. It's like D'Amico Ryan's fucking uh, Robert Sala. I mean, it's a it's approaching McVay's coaching tree. Um, but look, once Sala was in the building... I don't know if he's the most genuine guy, but it seems like the, you know, the defense is playing hard for him. He's got Brees Hall. You've got uh, Garrett Wilson. We think we've got Aaron Rodgers. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be fine next year. They, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I, I think they need to stop listening to Aaron Rodgers and like beef up that O-line, but uh, enough talk about this game. Let's talk about the Packers and the Panthers. Ooh, the Panthers scaring their ownership, getting dangerously close to a win. And then the Packers again, uh, winning against a shitty team. Now the Packers are not in the playoffs as it stands right now, but Jordan love he's won some games this year. This is really like in the grand scheme of things, his full, it's not his rookie year, but it's like, it's his first full year with no Aaron Rodgers behind him. I think he give him one more year to see if it really develops with the other younger guys, because this whole team is really fucking young. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Jones, but um, for the most part, this team is young, fairly, you know, a high scoring game, but I didn't really, they're what they weren't in the on red zone all that much. So I don't really have that much to say about it. I do have a lot of things to say about the Cleveland Browns who beat the Texans. And it looks like the Texans, you know, had a few last breaths in them. Uh, the Texans are eight and seven, which is the same record as almost every team in the NFL right now. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I would say that D'Amico Ryans is probably my candidate for coach of the year. Um, you can say, hey, CJ Stroud and uh, was the reason that they did so well. The fact that they're in a shitty division, but you know, he, th they've lost a lot of players, but that Dell guy, uh, the Nico, um, Nico, I can't remember what his name is. And then even like Noah Brown, like all of these guys have played above their expectation. And to me, that's the mark of a good coach. So the Browns also have a, it, you know, it's like, what do you say about Stefanski? It's like, he probably, my understanding, you know, my connections in the NFL, my understanding is that he was never super huge on the Deshaun Watson thing. And also I have a quick little tangent slash diatribe, whatever you want to call it. Let me have a little cocktail here. Hold on. How come everybody else's quarterback, because it's like half the league, you've got a backup quarterback in, right? Why is it that the... Browns are the only one where like Deshaun Watson's up in a booth with his girlfriend slash wife and all the other guys, like even Aaron Rodgers, is at least on a headset, you know, what, what, what up with that? You know, anyway, um, but the Browns are winning with Joe fricking Flacco. And by the way, this is not like Joe Flacco handling the offense, managing the game kind of like he did in uh, Baltimore. No, this is Joe Flacco dropping close to 400 yards, three TDs, throwing with reckless abandon off the couch. Again, I think we looked up his career earnings. It's like close to 160. Why is he playing at all? No one knows and no one will ever know. That being said, Joe Flacco, man, what the fuck? And then Amari Cooper, man, st old stone hands, but he was, his toes weren't made out of stone. They were toe tapping. They were fucking, I don't know who a famous tap dancer is, but that's who he was. 265 yards and a couple TDs. Wowza, wowza. I mean, you had no chance if you were the Texans. And they still, like like I said, there was it was like midway through the second, quarter and then through towards the end of the game it did not but a valiant effort and i still 
all think that uh, is it D'Amico Ryan? Is, is that the name of the coach? I want to make sure that I'm ten and fucking five, and they're doing it without their full hundred sixty million in dollar man. Goodness gracious! Let's talk Jags Buccaneers. You got to give it up for uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Ming right behind the goat. That this stat today that you know he AFC team and an NFC team to the playoffs. It makes me wonder. Is bit you know he was a number one pick. Did he? Could he have been better in Cleveland if he didn't come back so early? Just never himself, and maybe now he is himself again. Plus, he's been humbled on the other side. So it's it makes me think of like what could have been with his career. But his career's not over, and you know. They are in such a shitty division. If you're the Buccaneers, do you, you know, you're not going to get a good draft pick. Do you re-sign him? Ah, here's the only problem. It's like, do you have to pay him? Do you have to pay him again? Or could you give it, do you think he would take something short term? Because he's looking good. He's also looking good as like trade bait now. So uh, what do you do if you're the Bucks? The Jaguars are eight and seven, just like everyone else in the league. They only put up 12 points. I don't know how the prince that was promised continues to play after some of these injuries that he's sustaining, but he is, I was wrong about, this is where I have been wrong. I was wrong about Trevor Lawrence, at least this year. He he's looking pedestrian. Um, And, you know, as far as the playoffs go, they are the four seed, and it looks like they would be playing, oh my goodness, they would be playing the Browns. That's very interesting, very interesting. Okay, moving on to the Cardinals-Bears. Do we care about this game? Not really. The Bears are just continuing. Here, here's the problem. We've got like this dichotomy of the Bears want to continue to be bad so that their own pick can be good in the draft next year. But they've also got like the Panthers pick. And so it's like, well, even if we fuck up by winning, we'll still have the number one pick most likely. Although the Patriots are right in that silo as well. Although they're fucking up at that too. It's like, no one can really, no one knows how to lose correctly in this league. And then as far as the, the, on the other side of the coin with the bears, you know, Justin Fields is trying to say like, dude, I know you guys are going to probably replace me. But I, I need to show out for, you know, the future of my career because I'm still relatively cheap. Uh, some landing spots for him. We don't have a co- – well, we have a coach right now, but we think that Ron Rivera is probably going to get fired as far as, like, Atlanta. I, that's where I see him. Um, and the Cardinals, I'm glad that they're bottom feeders, um, curb dwellers, if you will. Let's get into – Dude, what a game. What a game. Um, Cowboys, Dolphins. Mm. And I think this was just a regular, like, 1 o'clock game. So that was really fun to watch. And, you know, first of all, let's talk about Raheem Mostert. I think he scored a touchdown in this game. Or was it taken away? But the dude 
has like 21 touchdowns this year or something like that. Let, let me t- maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Let, let me just take a look at how many touchdowns he has. Oh, he's got 18. Still, still fucking impressive. But the Cowboys, you know, again, are the Dolphins even a good team? I think they're a great team. I have not gotten to see any of the in-season hard knocks. I always forget that that exists. And now that there's so many sports going on, it's like, when are you going to find the freaking time to watch that? But I love Mike McDaniels. Um, I love his rapport with Tua. Tyreek, it looks like now because of that injury, is not going to hit the 2,000 mark. Although, let's take a look. Let's take a look at how he's doing in general. Uh, Let's see. Receiving. And I just want to see. I mean, he got 100 yards in that fucking game. He's at 1650 with three games, two games left, three games left. So we'll see. Um, But look, the Cowboys looked pedestrian in that game and never have I seen it than more with this team this year. The Cowboys cannot fucking win on the road, man. And because of that loss in the playoffs, they're going to be on the road and who would their first, uh, it's like, look, you're playing Tampa at Tampa. Do you trust fucking Dak and the boys in that game? I don't, I don't. So, you know, Dolphins, I heard something. They said it's like they haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. I see that changing this year, especially if they play. No way. Would they be playing the Colts? That doesn't make sense. That's through week 16. So I think I'm a little outdated there. All right. Let's take a look at the Patriots Broncos. And this is interesting. So like right before I came on, Well, first of all, the news of the day was that Russell Wilson was going to be on the bench moving forward after, dude, you can't win. You can't be the Patriots. And I don't know who hates someone more. Does Bob Kraft hate Bill Belichick more or does Sean Payton hate Russell Wilson more? Uh, Anyway, Stidham is going to be at the helm for the Broncos moving forward. The Patriots are four and eleven. Yikes. Let's take a look. I I mean, and is this repair reparable? Is this repairable? Let's take a look at the standings here and I want to see how this shakes out. So we've got the Pats have won four. The Commanders have won four. The Panthers have won two. Yikes. And the Arizona Cardinals. So the Cardinals aren't going to take and and, and then you you can't like the Bears have won six, but they've got the they have the Carolina pick. So it's gonna be the Bears taking a QB. They're taking a QB, man. I, I mean at least they should. Unless you believe in Justin Field for one more year, but it's like this is no one's gonna be better than Caleb Williams. And I gotta tell you, I love Michael Penix. Hell, I like I can't you see Bo Nix going to the Patriots? He seems like a Patriots guy. A dink and dunk guy, very accurate, maybe like a more athletic version of Mac Jones. I can see that happening, and I can see them being disappointed with him like halfway through the season. And like, who the fuck is going to be coaching him? Gerard Mayo? Dude, I, I know that like like if you if the Pats get Caleb Williams, it's sunshine and rainbows. But if that doesn't happen, I don't think it's a quick fix for this fucking team. Now, I've been wrong many, many times, but 
it just seems like things are not going to be okay in New England for the foreseeable future unless they really start putting their head down and losing some games. Okay, as far as the Broncos go, what are we going to have as a dead cap hit for fucking Russell Wilson next year? Because the word on the street now is that they are going to, I guess, release him? I mean, my Lord, what a fucking $85 million in dead money. Yikes. He's got a five-year, $242 million contract. He signed it in 2022. And, ugh, gosh, this is just a fucking mess. But, wowza. Unbelievable. Broncos did not win that game, and that was the end of Russell. I, I mean, where do you see Russell Wilson moving on to from here? Uh, I mean, he's another candidate for the Falcons. I can see him being a candidate for the Commanders. I can see him being a candidate for the Raiders. I mean, would you trade? I guess they're not, they're just releasing him. They're not going to like trade him. The crazy thing about the whole Russell Wilson thing is I can't remember if it was Russell Wilson. No, it was just Russell Wilson to get Russell Wilson. Wasn't it like four players? And draft picks, just unbelievable. Like it, 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 it is not a good fucking place to be. And then Santa comes, and what does he do? He drops some upsets, and uh, they were pretty entertaining. Let's talk about the first game game in the morning: Raiders and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at home. Taylor's in the building. Everybody's hopped up. Patrick, well, really, here's the interesting thing about this game. Patrick Mahomes has not been the problem, at least in my eyes, for the last few weeks. It's been his receivers. That's been the story all all uh, season. And, you know, this was kind of a gimme game for them um, because let's take a look at their schedule, like, preceding this game. Yeah, so they lost to the Eagles. They did beat the Dolphins. They lost to the Broncos. So, you know, there there had been some, some, uh, some problems there. They beat the Patriots. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Packers. Oh, my God. I remember I had a fucking crazy parlay, and oh, that was not good. Anyway, um, but look, things had not been looking bright for the Chiefs. And I got to tell you, man. We need to start talking about Antonio Pierce as the new, as going from interim coach to permanent coach in the desert. Um, Because the game plan, first of all, I thought it was funny that on Christmas, every time they asked him, like, what's your game plan? He's like, it's going to get violent. There's going to be, you know, people are going to be breaking bones. I'm like, dude, first of all, Dan Campbell called. He wants his fucking persona back. Second of all, uh, You know, I don't think that the refs are going to allow that, but they did. I mean, the Raiders look tough. I will not put this all on their fucking, their quarterback AOC, what's it, Adrian O'Connell? He is not good, but they were playing without Josh Jacobs. They ran a a shit ton out of the ball. Uh, I want to say that's Zach White. I think that's Zach White. And... Their defense just played, I I mean, like Max Crosby was all over every single goddamn play. But the real story of this game was 
Patrick Mahomes did not look good. It was, I, I mean, I know that there was quite a few drops in this game, but really he looked off and none of his receivers, if you want to blame one thing on the receivers is they could not get open. So Patrick was not even throwing the ball at all. So it was very interesting uh, to see him. He, he was having to manufacture every goddamn first down and there weren't a lot of them. There weren't a lot of them, um, but you know, they did themselves no favors because Patrick Mahomes threw, I, I think one of them was a special teams play, I think. But long story short, first quarter, at least it was in the first half, the Raiders scored 14 points off turnovers in seven seconds. So really, they should have lost this game. That being said, that's why they play the fucking games, man, any given Sunday. Um, you know, Rashid Rice looked okay. Uh in the times that he was able to get open, Travis Kelsey had a couple, he had a, a dropsy and he also went psycho on the sidelines. I don't know what that was about, but you know, the wheels were falling off in Kansas city and we'll see if they can get it together. I think no, not everyone can play the jet, the giants next week. So who do they play next week? They play the Bengals in Terrasante. What's going to happen there? Well, we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about who the QBs are going to be. Uh, let's move on to the Giants-Eagles where, no, 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 no. It was not Tommy Cutlets. It was Terod Taylor and the New York football Giants going into Philly and giving them a scare, man. Giving them a real scare. The, the Eagles, there's something wrong here. Um, first of all, in the first half, the only reason I noticed it is because I was in the fantasy football playoff and my boy, AJ Brown was like nowhere to be found in the first half, but he did make quite a few appearances in the second half. And so they got that back on, back on track. Uh, I think that their run game is still pretty solid with Deandre Swift, but Jalen, I don't know what it is about him. It's like he lost a step or something. There's something off with the Eagles, but yes, they won. And maybe that, you know, they're 11 and four. Maybe this is what they are. They just continue to win ugly and maybe they'll continue to win ugly all the way to the Super Bowl. Who knows? But they are definitely not looking as good as they were last year or even earlier in the season. And then, of course, we come to the creme de la creme. I mean, is this a Super Bowl preview? Is that what the is that what this was? The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson go in to play the baby goat, Broccoli Purdy, and the San Francisco 49ers straight from the Castro, bro. And listen, Brock Purdy did not have a good game. And I will admit that. But he is a baby goat. He is not a grandfather goat. He's gonna make some mistakes. What I will say about the four interceptions, three of them were like doinks off dudes' arms, and it was like people that he was throwing to. It was not like he was throwing into a dude's arm. Um, and so his own players were like doinking the ball up, and then the Ravens would come down with it. So, And I, th I believe at least one of those was a pick six. So, yeah, that was tough. But the uh, look, 33 to 19, the Ravens fucking stomped them. And who really stomped them was Lamar Jackson. And that is why Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the league this year. I've been saying it for, I don't know, I've been saying it for fucking three years. But he's gotten injured at the end of every season. So he is so goddamn valuable. 
valuable to this team. They lost Mark Andrews. They're on their what fourth running back They're on, And you know, you want to call people have said, Oh, he's got a lot of weapons this year. Yeah. Zay is good. He He's good, but he would be like a two on the fucking Rams. You have to admit that. And Odell Beckham, he's crafty. But he, but you know, he's an older guy. He's, you know, he they don't have somebody like fucking Tyree Kill, or I, not that anybody has anybody like Tyree Kill, but they don't have like a big boy wide receiver. They really don't. So it's like it's all on Lamar, and the fact that every goddamn play he could run it and make you look stupid is part of their strength. And he is so freaking valuable. He is the most valuable, and that is why he should be. Listen. Do you talk at all about Harbaugh being coach of the year? Uh, Maybe, maybe. Anyway, that is, God, it's really sad to say, but that is your week 16 in the books. Let's talk a little, we're not going to talk about any other sports right now because as far as I'm concerned, the Lakers won the in-season tournament, season's over, hoist the trophy. I mean, it's it's be- it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about college football and what you can be looking out for. Right now, we've got USC hosting Louisville in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, they are knotted up at 7, um, but that's kind of like the cool game of today, at least, which is Wednesday. On Thursday night, let me see if we've got anything cool going on. I think we do. I think we do. Um, we, you've got Miami and Rutgers. Well, who cares about that? OU and Arizona. I mean, those are two ranked teams, Arizona minus two and a half. And then on Friday, you get a couple good games, like with Oregon State and Notre Dame and Missouri and Ohio State. But really what – look – we know what we want to talk about. We want to talk about New Year's Day and we want to talk about the big four, right? Right. Let me have another sippy. I got to like, whoo, man, I'm going to have like a, it's tough. It's tough talking this much because I don't have a Jason McIntyre. I don't have anybody fucking running, running defense for me. So let's mm, mm, mm. in the morning. Well, I guess it's really the afternoon. Monday, January 1st, everybody will have that off. Pro tip, I always take the day off after New Year's Day because then you're really like cutting into your to the first week, and that's a nice way to enter into 2024. Bama, Michigan, in the Rose Bowl, Michigan minus one and a half. I think this line has been steadily going down with Alabama money, and I got to tell you, I I agree. I think Alabama is going to beat Michigan. I think there's too much drama going on with Harbaugh. He's got two sets of pen, not penalties, uh, two sets of uh, violations that you know have been hanging over him. One of which could you know the punishment could come in the off season, and it makes you think. I guess he's something was floated out that he could sign a new agreement that says like, no talking to NFL teams at least through 2024. I mean, who cares? Like any contract can be broken, but do we think that Harbaugh is leaving Michigan? And if Michigan were to win it all, does he have so much hubris that he would need to come back and try to win it again? Or would that be like enough closure, enough satisfaction? He's like, I don't want to mess with these fucking violations. Let me go to the pros and take another crack at it. Where would that be? (sighs) Best job? Probably the Chargers. Probably be our fucking tenants. That would be annoying. Anyway, 
Bama, Michigan, J.J. McCarthy, great quarterback, and then uh, this Milrow guy from Alabama who has been off and on again, but he's on it right now. Let me tell you, he is on. Uh, Michigan minus one and a half. I love Bama. I love Bama. And you can, uh, you know, the question has been posed, like, how do we feel about Florida State being left out of the playoff? Well, there's actually like a rule in the bylaws of whoever the fucking people, I guess it's the FBS. I guess that's what the bylaws are from. But it's like if injuries have affected the teams in the playoff to the point where it would affect play, then that can be taken into account. And so if you take that into account, that means that, you know, hey, Florida State is not as good of a team as Alabama. It just looks bad because it is Alabama and everybody hates Alabama. It's like Alabama's like the fucking, I don't know, the Pats of college football. But look, they are the better team. They beat Georgia and Georgia is fucking awesome. So there you go. Um Michigan, it makes me think, like, how real is Michigan really? How real was Ohio State? How real was that uh, win over them? How real is Penn State? I mean, it's like everything comes into play. Now, if they just go out there and absolutely destroy Alabama, I'll be, like, you know, eating my words. But I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. And then maybe a spicy take. But. Washington, Texas, Quinn Hewers versus uh, Michael Penix Jr. I love Washington here. People are hard on Texas. But listen, my understanding, this is just my understanding, which is very little, is that Texas's secondary is not that great. What is Washington awesome at? Throwing the ball deep. And I think this... Here, here's the deal. Here's a little tip. Texas is minus four. I, I definitely love Washington, Washington to at least cover. And then secondly, I love the over. I know it's 63 and a half, and that is a big boy number. Still love it. Still love it. This is going to be a high-scoring, high-flying affair. And, uh, you know, I, I, I won't, like... I kind of hate both of the teams in the early game, but it's like, you got to love Texas. You got to love Washington because they're never fucking there. And then I love Washington to go on and beat because it, it, dude, it's just, there's give them the karma. Like let the Huskies roll. I fucking love Washington to win it all. You heard it here first. There is no bet of the week this week, um, but I, I like that pick. Let's get back to the NFL. Oh my God, we are in week 17. So two games left for Tyreek Hill to get, <laughs> what does he need to get? Honestly, he only needs to get 350 yards. And I know that says on it only, but like it's possible with him, man. Mm. Okay, let's get into it. Thursday night, December 28th, tonight for the listeners on Prime. We've got Jets at Browns, the 10 and 5 Browns. What the fuck? Cleveland's minus seven and a half. I got to tell you, you, but well, first of all, you buy that by that point, half point down the hook. Uh, we like the Browns here. Full touchdown. I, I mean, look, you can't dude Flacco. What the fuck? And it's kind of like a revenge game. Didn't Flacco play on the jets at some point any hooters. Um, I like Amari Cooper under 72 yards in that game. 
Um, I think that is like if you want like a little fan duel, little bet, better ruski. And then we've got a Saturday game. We've got a Saturday game, and this is a very interesting, cool, good game. I don't think it matters for the Lions, but it does matter for the Cowboys for positioning. And, you know, I think if – let me take a look here. Let me take a look because I think we've got – let's see. As it stands right now, the Lions would place the Rams. Cowboys would be facing the Bucks. I don't think it would affect the Lions because the Lions already won their division. Um, but anyway, Dallas minus six. It's Cowboys at home. I wouldn't say they were embarrassed last week, but they did lose. The Lions are going to like exhale from their big win. I like Dallas to cover uh, the six points. I can see them coming out with their hair on fire. Let's move to Sunday. New Year's Eve, baby. Rammies go to New York City. The Rams in the Big Apple. Rams are favored by five and a half. Do not sleep on the Giants in this game. They're playing as spoilers. Um, the Rams are riding high, and everybody, like for the first time in a long time, everybody's talking about like nobody wants to play the Rams in the playoff. They're going to be a lot of trouble for somebody. Well, I'm nervous. I don't, uh, this is a stay away game for me, but I like the Giants plus five and a half. Patriots, Bills, Buffalo minus 13. Just like Josh Allen said in his post-game interview after their last win, they have been in the playoffs for the last two weeks. This game is no different. That being said, the Patriots are just dumb enough to try to win this game. And Bill Belichick, I mean, if he's not there next year, isn't it like a nice parting gift to like win as many games as you can and like make it so that they don't have a good draft pick. It's kind of fucked up, man. It's kind of fucked up, but I can totally see that scenario happening and I can see the Pats covering. Give me Zappy and the plus 13 points because the bills look, listen, they're winning these games, but like they barely beat the fucking chargers, dude. Like it almost went to overtime. I like the Pats here plus 13 thrown in teaser. Make it tasty. Let's move on to the Falcons and the Bears. The Falcons need this bad. If the Bears are smart, they would try to lose this game. Um, Chicago is minus three. I don't understand that. Is this because Justin Fields kind of been playing good and then we've got Taylor Heineke? Uh, uh, oh, no, I guess it's going to be Desmond Ritter is back, I guess. Gosh, what is the point of Desmond Ritter? Like, why are they doing this? I, I really don't understand this line. Chicago minus three. Ugh. This is just such a gross game. I hope I don't have to watch one fucking second of it. But if I do, I guess I would take the Falcons plus the points plus three. Raiders, Colts. Colts are still eight and seven. And by the way, as I want to say, um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman said many times um, in the Raiders Chiefs game, the Raiders could actually still win their division unbelievably. Do you trust AOC in Indy? Do you trust Minshew hosting the Raiders? Probably neither. But Josh Jacobs is back, I believe. Jonathan Taylor has another week of being healthy. Indy is minus three and a half. 
I got to tell you, I think we put the Raiders to bed. This is in Lucas Oil. I like Indy. I know the hook is tough. It's the perfect line, but I'll take Indy minus three and a half. Throw it in a teaser. Cardinals in Philadelphia. Philly minus ten and a half. That's a big boy number. Do not. The, the Cardinals are not dead. And I want the Cardinals to keep like fucking up their own draft positioning. Um I can't believe ticket, the lowest ticket price at the, I guess it's in Philly is $148, but that seems like a lot of money to play, pay. Uh, Battle of the Birds, interesting little factoid about the Eagles. You know, it's the only logo to face left rather than right. Um, kind of kind of an interesting little tidbit. Anyway, Philly minus 10 and a half. Mm. It's too big, man. It's too big. I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals. James Gama. Let's move on to the Saints Bucks. Uh, Saints are not totally dead, but they're mostly dead, thanks to yours truly and the Los Angeles Rams. And they're going into Buccaneer country to fight some pirates. I don't know why the pirates sound like cowboys. Tampa Bay, minus two and a half. Sounds like a pretty even matchup. Derek Carr still exists. Jimmy Graham has been catching three passes, all for touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, it's like when you look at it on paper, they're pretty evenly matched, and that the line reflects that as well. But I'm going to go with Baker. He's got the chip, and I'm going to go with my boy Mayfield. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Let's make it happen. Niners, Commanders, Niners in Washington. This is a big boy line, 13 points. Niners were humiliated, but it's an early game. It's New Year's Eve. I don't think Shanahan's going to be dropping open the playbook for this. 13 points. It's a stay away game for me, but I love San Francisco in a seven point teaser to bring it down to six, but that's not how this game is played. So we're going to, we're going to ride with Broccoli. We're going to ride with Broccoli. They're 11 and 4, soon to be 12 and 4. Let's do it. And then we've got the Panthers and the Jags. I feel like the Panthers and the Jags play every week. I don't know why that is, but um I, that's probably not true. In fact, I know it's not true. Jacksonville minus 6 and a half. They're 8 and 7. I want to see who the Jags would play if things kind of went the way Let's see. Ravens receive a bye. Jags Brown. That's right. We already talked about that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Jags going to win this game. They're going to win this game. And it, is it a touchdown game? I think it is. I think the Jags turn it around. My boy, Doug Peterson, gets the troops aligned. Jaguars beat the Panthers by probably 10 points. Probably 10 points. Okay, then we've got... Oh, oh. My goodness. This could be a Super Bowl if they weren't both in the AFC. Dolphins at the Ravens. This is interesting because it's like Baltimore's only minus three and a half after they fucking put that drubbing on what everybody believes to be the best overall team in the NFL. Oh, man. I just don't get it. I don't get this line. But are they saying like, hey, the Ravens are a little uneven. They're back at home. They're going to be feeling themselves. And they're going to win the game, but they're not going to like put the pedal to the metal. Is that what the, like, is that the storyline? Is that the narrative that Vegas is trying to sell me? I got, I, I got, this is the whole, this is how this whole season has been. 
It's just been like topsy-turvy. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins to go into Baltimore, Charm City, baby, and drop them fins. I love the Dolphins. Maybe not to win, but plus three and a half. I'm riding with fucking Mike McDaniels, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. Let's do this. Don't forget my boy Jalen Ramsey. Let's move on to the Titans-Texans. Ugh. Kind of a meaningless game. I guess the Texans are still sniffing around, but Houston's minus five. This is a game I hope not to watch. Um, but we've got now, I believe Levis is, he's out for the season, right? Is that correct? Uh, but CJ Stroud returns. The only reason I would want to watch this game at all is because of CJ Stroud. Uh, Houston minus five. If it's Tannehill versus CJ Stroud, I'm cool with Houston minus five. I'm cool with that number. I can live with that number. Steelers, Seahawks, Interessante, eight, seven versus eight and seven. It's in the Hawks nest. Seattle minus three and a half. There they are with that goddamn hook again. They know how to do it. They're, I'm starting to think Vegas know. Vegas, pretty fucking sharp here. Uh, what do we think is going to happen in this game? First of all, what we need to find out is who the fuck is playing quarterback for both teams. Let's take a look. Well, it looks like it's probably going to be Mason Rudolph again. We think let, let, let's, we need to do a little fucking homework here. We need to do a little fucking home. Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett returns to Steelers practice. Oh, it's still up in the air. Can you pick it as ready to return for the Steelers? But Mason Rudolph is getting a, what is he getting? Tell me what he is getting. God damn internet is getting a chance to author his comeback story. Okay. Um, he said that will up to head coach. So, so basically it's not, it's, it's still up in the air. Well, you hate to see that, don't you? Um, and then it looks like Gino's back in the saddle here. George Pickens, man, my God, if they ever do get a quarterback in uh, the Steel City, what a fucking, it's like everything else is covered. Like they've got TJ Watt, they've got a great line, they've got, even this Jalen Warren guy is a good back. He's better than Najee Harris, actually. So I'm, because it's in the Hawks nest, I'm going to go Seattle. Oh, God. Ugh. No, I'm going to go Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers plus three and a half. That hook got me. It got me like a goddamn fish. Chargers, Broncos, Ugh. Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham. I hope to God. I mean, you know what they should do? They should just finish off Al Michaels and make him do this game. They're like, Thursday night at prime hasn't been bad enough. You have to fucking do this turd storm. Um, Denver minus Three and a half. Okay, I I guess. Um, how is Brandon? St yeah. I, well, no, Brandon Staley got fired. Sorry, I, that was a stupid take, Chris. Uh, but again, this is a one man show here, so we're doing our best. This is such an uninteresting game. Tickets as low as forty two dollars. Can you imagine if you bought tickets to this game like earlier in the season? And you're like, fuck yeah, man, Justin Herbert and fucking Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, dude. I would be so goddamn pissed. You can't even sell your tickets. Um, I guess I'll take Denver. I guess I'll take Denver. Fucking who gives a fuck? All right. Then we've got Bengals Chiefs. God, these afternoon games are dreadful. Wow. Ugh. Bengals Chiefs. 
The only, you know, this is the game I'll be paying attention to, not because it's the Bengals and fucking Jake Browning or whoever the fuck they're going to march out there, but because we need to see the Chiefs win a game. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, we need to see the Chiefs win a game, and we need to see it not be because of Patrick Mahomes running for a million first downs and getting, like, roughing the passer and basically just getting yellow flags all the way down the field. Like, it needs to be a real drubbing on the Bengals. KC minus seven. Ooh, I got to tell you, I like the Bengals here, and I like them with a lot of confidence, at least to cover and. Throw them in a teaser? My load. That is some hot ticket. That's money that I'm spending already. Scared money don't make no money. By the way, our boy Mike Tomlin used that. This is the second time this season I've heard like pretty big names say scared money don't make no money. What a fucking world we live in, huh? You put it out into the universe? My lord. Bunch of tiny little weenas. All right. Uh, Packers, Vikings, this still matters, I guess. Seven and eight versus seven and eight. If they could both lose, it would be really helpful to me as a Rams fan. Um, but you got to give it up to the fucking NFC North, baby. Tickets are still over $200 for this fucking calamity that we're calling a game. Packers should win this game. Oh, Minnesota's minus two. I'll tell you what. I like the Packers to straight up win this game. I like Jordan Love to win this game, money line that shit, and there it is, your week 17 in the books. And that is that. We're not going to do a bet of the week. I've already given you your bets. I'm not going to do an overtime report. It's a quick, like, little hour podcast. This is for the guys that are out there shoveling snow or trying to get away from your family. I hope you guys enjoy this week. Take a nice Take some time with the fam. Take some time away from the fam, too. That's important, too. Um, and I hope you guys have a great New Year's. Um, I guess what I should say is like a, maybe like as an overtime report, like what was my favorite New Year's? Well, you know what it is for me. It's it's partying with the pea fish up at MSG. That's all you need to know about that. Done that a, quite a few times. Uh, that is all for this week. But before... I go chop it up with us at abkmailbag at gmail.com. Tell a friend, give us a review on iTunes and soon to be Spotify if, ever, if Jay ever gets his shit together. ABK out. Keep it,